Okay, here we are now. All right. Okay. Okay, I'll get somebody's aunt trying to check my. Okay. All right, ready? <laughs> What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Life is a Drag, episode three, and our review of episode three. Three. I think undeniably the best episode we've had so far. The best episode. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So let's get into it, okay? Let's get into it. This is episode three titled Phenomenon. Overall, today is our like real intro to the pork chop queens. And yes. truly, we are lucky to meet them because I was living for them this entire episode. Yes, they definitely I think you know when when you, when you come in with a uh, with something to prove like they had to, you really do fight more for it. And they and they they even said that in Untucked to this episode. And I think that was truly like in my opinion, like the overall arc overarching theme of this show of, of this episode is that you know sometimes losing makes you fight for harder and 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 these queens definitely proved themselves this episode definitely i'm excited to see the two queens interact after this episode especially because we kind of get we get like two real intros the very beginning we see the winning queens from episode two come into the workroom them just kind of talking about you know, everything that went down, everyone mm-hmm. being safe, whatever. Um, but then after we get the pork chop queens entering the workroom and every single queen is essentially saying there's a fire underneath them. They have something to prove and they're ready to go. And that's already a different energy, a different vibe than the queens before who already are going in with the winner circles mindset. Yes, they, they're, they're, they're a little bit more humble and it might be they have a little bit of like a... I want to say more personality, but they were a little bit more, um, less edited in my opinion, like way, way more natural. I agree. And, charismatic. and I, I don't, I don't know if it was, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I would just think I appreciated that. Yeah. And I don't know if it was the Queens or the way the producers did the episode, but I really felt this episode was just like unfolded so much more naturally than the first two episodes especially episode one but even episode two this episode just felt a lot more natural to me one thing that cracked me up as the pork chop queens were entering is all of them saying they thought they were the trade of the season this was really killing me obviously every queen wants to think that they're the trade of the season um I agree though I would say group two has has a little bit stronger boy appearances for me than group one definitely definitely and i think there's a there's you know i'm a i feel like in my opinion there's a slight misconception about the trade of the season and the actual like original <laughs> like queer word trade like we all know like you know trade yes. like that originally the black community is like you know a straight passing acting heavily masculine like looks like very much you know homophobic in a way um, who is like you know either on the down low or is um or or is gay and mm-hmm. is you know is, is is one of God's legendary children. However, I feel like trade of the season is just who is the cutest boy. I just feel like it is. I just feel like it is. <laughs> I think when you had Karen Michaels, you had a little bit more of like a okay, this looks a little bit more straight acting. You know, looks more like a straight acting right. person. But I feel like you know I think we're all having good fun, and I do think you know. Well, who do you think is the trade of the season? Let's get into it. Who do you think? Who do you think? 
this is hard for me um it's tough I would probably say for me it's gonna be honestly kind of Kimura out of drag I was like okay like I would not look at Kimura out of drag and think oh they probably do drag Kimura <laughs> I know it's it might be controversial I don't know what it is Rosé out of drag was yeah, is also very like boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yes. the best way to put it yes I, what I do would, you think I would say I feel like I, I get maybe this mix is also the cutest, but like Joey J, like he looks a little bit more. He looks like, you know, like I would see him at Planet Fitness. I think he's straight, you know, maybe not. The, like, that's what um, <laughs> Priyanka said that on uh, Pit Stop. She was like the guest for this week. Also, this was literally the funniest episode of Pit Stop Ooh, for this I gotta episode. Watch it. Yeah, Priyanka was really funny, but Priyanka said that Joey J was was her trade of the season and that she was ready and down when Joey J was found. Oh, same, same. If you're listening, Joey J, my uh, my Leo King, let's get into it. <laughs> I also think Tamisha, Tamisha Amon too. Tamisha Amon is also, I mean, is, you know, literally somebody's father um, and mother. Literally, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so then, but yeah, so then, you know, they're, um, they're all walking in for the challenge, you know, and they're, I think they're, they're ready, they're get up excited, you know, they think Elliot's, um, is not there, but little do they know that Elliot's with the winning queens now, and then mm-hmm. they get into, um, what the main challenge is going to be, which is another fashion show, and this one is Lady exactly. in the Vamp Runway. Which I love, I think this the whole drama around this was Kamora not being able to get ready we find out via Denali that Kamora is notorious in Chicago for taking five to six hours to get ready I don't know if that's an over exaggeration but based on this episode it must not be because she was she was struggling five to six hours and I just want to know what do you do for five to six hours? Genuinely, especially you know, Kamora has she has a smaller face shape. Like she's she just you know, yes doesn't she's not necessarily the the uh, you know most high dragest draggiest Tristan Mattel painting. Um, That's what I was gonna say. She just she's not simple. doing clown paint. Like what is taking that long? <laughs> I think it's like a you know it's a, a Valentina thing where it's like oh. I, I'm feeling the fantasy. And then also she was talking about um, how her boyfriend is not comfortable with her doing drag or like, or, or, or doesn't allow her to do drag as, as often as she, mm-hmm. she would like to. So maybe that's why too, like she's still like, she's still, you know, trying to perfect it. But also like, I mean, you got on Drag Race. So I mean, I'm just a little like, okay, well, how, how did you get on the show if you, you drag that often and you, you know, but I mean, but she she made it work, you know. She 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 was it was it was funny because it was like you know she was she come to in the competition with eyebrows and then her next confessional like after this debacle was like her with her shaved eyebrows. So I'm like I think she's just like you know let me just she made the adjustment. Get these girls out of the way they they caused me too much problems. But she was she was she was super worried the whole time. I mean Denali was you know trying to be like you know it's okay sis like just focus just don't do too much and um I don't think. Kamora was listening um and then you know then we, we get this like very intense build up uh to where all the queens are lining up to start the start the mini challenge and Kamora is still in the back and she's literally not even in a costume and 
I do feel like it was a little hammed up for definitely for the story. It, it, it a thousand percent a was thousand because percent. they're like, Kamora, if you are not ready, we're going to start. Like, you know, damn well, <laughs> they had to go through all those queens before her. You know, they have to do their runway right. walk. You know that they cameras and everything have like a little break between each to get things like. But they're sitting there like, Kamora, if you are not here, we are leaving without you. And I'm like, okay, dad, we're on a studio set. Like, it's very, it's very dad on a road trip. Like, it's yeah. very that. And, um, and I was watching Fashion Foot a review this morning and they were actually talking about how, um, like, cause like, you know, they all get like, you know, a, a picture for the outfit and everything. And she was actually mm-hmm. that she didn't even get to make it to the picture. So I do think she would know she was significantly late, but not late to the point where they were actually going to leave her. I think they were just genuinely trying, their producers knew that this was going to be some good, uh, get some good mess and they were trying to get into it early on. I know the little clip of like Rue coughing, like they're waiting. I'm like, come on now. Like we didn't have to do that. I know. Spoiler. She makes it to the, she makes it to the runways. That's what happens. Um, and so we get all the girls looks again same as episode two similar concept mm-hmm. lady in the vamp even though theirs was day and night you know it's it's this contrast yeah and first up is Denali what a way to start she comes out in this blue look that is serving me very starry night I was a fan I don't I don't think it fit her super super well but I did like how all of it came together Yes, um, it was based off of an like Alaskan flower, the Forget Me Not. Um, I'll put a picture up if you're watching um, on our YouTube. Go subscribe, Life is a Dragon podcast. Um, but I, yeah, it was a little boxy in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I I was a fan of it, but it was like okay. I wish it was it, the the dress itself was beautiful. I don't know. It just wasn't taking me fully there, like what like what I what, what I wanted it to. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, it was you know I don't know. It was very um. It was but it was like gorgeously crafted. I will say like it was it was really, yes, I, it was, I, I beautiful. was beautiful. The tights the, and the the blue details, it all worked. It all yes. went together so well. Yes. Um, and her vamp look was this like smoky um yeah I, like, <laughs> I will put it up again but this smoky like she was at, she was at this party and then it, like the party like burned down and just this is what came out what do you think i, I loved this look i love basically any of the dark looks i love <laughs> that's much. just my emo roots coming out i loved it i thought she looked stunning she looked very runway ready I, I loved her, her little storyline. I love when queens yes. get into get into their little stories. Um, I I ate every bit of it up. Yes, she looked amazing. The concept was there. the the hair The hair was down to the hair was good. Like she looked good. I was like, okay, great. My only critique was that it was a little sheer, and I just didn't expect that to be like I didn't expect it to be that sheer personally. But I but I, yeah. still, I think it looked like ashes and everything. I was like, oh, okay, I love it. On to a look I didn't love. Now Joey we're gonna J. sound we're gonna sound like hypocrites because episode one, me and you were like, we are Joey J stands. Y'all need to stop calling for Joey J because but support this your episode... local queen. Support your, <laughs> we don't they don't all have the money. That yes. being said. That being said, this episode. It was not the night of looks for me and Joey J. 
that her Ooh. lady look it was i could not put a finger on it about what it like it was all over i don't even know what look she was going for i don't care that she uses her natural hair a lot like whatever that's that's not it for me it's just the look i i just was not buying it it was it was pedestrian it was giving me midwestern mom it had too many things literally I was like, no, I was like the 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 fur vest with the with the with the boots with the fur balls on them. I was like, yeah. Joey, this is not. This is not. I don't. I don't like this. And then it's like, I would prefer mm-hmm. you to sew something, even if it, even if it was was simple or basic. Versus like this was a little bit like, okay, you 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 went to Ross and you and you and you bought some great middle aged woman clothes, and you look like a middle aged woman and. I just can't. I did not like that yes, at all. I would take the chicken feathers. Bring back the chicken feathers. Bring back the chicken <laughs> over feathers. This. It's so far that chicken feathers are the best thing we've seen on Joey J. Her vamp look comes out and she says Game of Thrones. Now the Game of Thrones stand in me had to say, baby, what season? Like what <laughs> where is this coming from? Like I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> to see it it is not serving me mother of dragons it is serving me mother that i don't speak to like yeah. <laughs> that's what it was serving me it was... the boot was the worst part of it it was like this like the boot to me both boots were just not it but the boot was like I, it was burlington cult factory boot that i would never pick up yeah that's what the whole thing for me was burlington cult factory down it literally was. And then you, it was giving like, like stripper, but like you're entirely covered up. And then like, <laughs> I don't, I, the boot, were the, were the boots like pleather? Like, am I tripping? Were the boots and like They wrinkly? were like puffy. They were like yeah. wrinkled and puffy. And I was like, I would have maybe bought the vamp look with a sleeker like boot. I could have, I could have been on board for it. And then you had this red hair, and you don't have any red in the outfit. I'm like, you could have like made it vampy. That's adding red, the, the, the vampire color. I know, I know, I Game know. <laughs> she really tried I that. I didn't even hear that. I it breaks my heart because Same. I was I was rooting for her, especially when she's sandwiched between Denali and then the queen who comes after her is Rose. Now, Rosé, before the season started, I would have never been like, oh, yeah, Rosé, a look queen. But this little runway, her lady look, it was it was art. It was painted. It, Oh, my God. I love it. She said it was Moschino-inspired. Literally beautiful. Yeah, this was... The whole runway was not expected for me for Rose. Like, and I think that mm-hmm. and, and that turned up the high qualityness of these looks times 10. That lady runway was so cute. It was exactly how I expect her fashion clown, like funny, but with but like but like high fashion, you know. And I loved how I had like Ose on the butt, and they're like, Ose, who's Ose? And then she puts her R purse, like R. Give me that, like sell me the garment. I I I loved it. I was like, okay, Rose, that's what I'm talking about. And then her vamp look. Probably one of my favorite looks off of Drag Race. I'm not even going to lie. As of right now. I, oh my God. I was like, the, every single look was main stage runway. Honestly, my See. first thought is like, is this a main stage look that she is taking for this? Like, 
it was fat you know <laughs> the clip of bob and peppermint talk- i forgot what queen they were talking about where they were like it's fashion it's fashion, it's fashion. And, and peppermint just like that's how i felt but is it fashion? watching her it's but fashion. is it fashion like it's fashion it was so good. good like oh my gosh like so good good job rose like I, I love that hat on the vampire look with like the oh and then oh. she like threw them up and started walking also i'm wearing a jam shirt by the way support the dolls purchase the merch um <laughs> but yeah no no and like she look you look exquisite i i loved it it was it was one of my favorite one of the highlights of the episode to be honest i was like wow rose turned it out Yes, a thousand percent. The queen who follows Rosé, Tamisha Iman, serving in a different way, but another highlight for me. Same. She comes out in this pink number for her lady look. And I've said before, I love drag pants. I love it. And she gave me that. Her makeup was stunning. It was like, oh my God. It was like she was walking somewhere in Georgia after church, ready to go sneak and see the pastor. Like, that's what it was serving me. Yes. Like, like church mother down. Like, and you know, I grew up, I grew up in a black church, y'all. <laughs> this, my, my grandmother would wear this out. She, if she saw a direction, she'd be like, oh, who's that woman? Like, <laughs> I, like, Tamisha, she looked amazing. She looked gorgeous. And her, she looked beautiful. Like, her, her makeup, I just love the way she paints. Like, she, oh, very few yes. queens can do thin eyebrows, and I and I live for it. And she's mm-hmm. one of the queens that can pull off thin eyebrows. Like, she just gives me, like, over-tweezed 2008 woman, you know? It's like, I woman. just, I love Tamisha Aman. And I, and, and it was such a good, such a good look, and especially in contrast to her vamp look, where she does this Elvira tribute, and she and she's in this Elvira outfit, similar to Elvira, and I'll, of course, I'll put it up. And it's covered in 84 inches, or 64 inches, I think 84, of hair. Mm-hmm. She looks so it's 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 different from her. It's 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 you know it's a little bit avant garde, and then also she looks so good, so good. Literally, I was not expect like she's not the type of queen that I would expect to pull a spooky ooky as Alyssa Edwards would say <laughs> look. She's yeah. not, but she when she came out like my jaw dropped because she looked so good doing it. And took it to that level where she said, yeah, I'm going to be wearing 84 inches of hair. And what? Like, she took it there, and I was not expecting her to. And the contrast was literally just the strongest contrast, probably, between any of the girls. I think that that's what I liked and appreciated about it was just that it was also different. Like, and, and like, she really gave a daytime lady and then a vampire and like a vampire runaway. Like, Elvira is the, the queen of the night. She's a vampire. Like, <laughs> it was really, really, really good. And it was definitely, and like, every piece was thought out. Then you get to Utica and her, and her lady, her lady look is like this, like, balls to the wall somewhere look. I liked it. It was a little like, is it just me? Or was the dress like thin? Like I don't. It was. Just it a was. Bit like, it okay. Like, it the was. It was really. It. Yes, it was really thin. It was. I. Th- I mean, I think she was going for it. It reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of Gigi's ball look from the previous season. Yes. Immediately, that's the first thing that I thought of. Um, Utica's was a little more like out there, whereas Gigi's was a little more like toned down and simplified. Mm-hmm. Um. But 
coming from episode one, I was not expecting Utica to have like looks that I, I you know, because she mm. came out, we, we read her for, for her really just not cohesive look. Yeah. But she really did surprise me a little bit with like looks. Like she was yes. actually like presenting a look in an aesthetic that I was not expecting to see. And I felt like that with her lady look and her vamp look she was queen of heart evil type yes. whatever and i just think that it, it it worked for both of them they were still a little kooky but it worked and it was an aesthetic that i could clearly see yes that was that was the biggest thing i think was just that i understood her more mm-hmm. i um i wrote really good wish i could see the dress for her nighttime i just it was like i was just a little confused like with the headpiece and then like this like dangling mm-hmm. like dangling fabric i was just a little bit it just didn't really like. I wish it was a little bit more clearer, um, just because I really could have get everything it could have gave that you know like like nineteen. I mean seventeen sixties like vampire like mother you know, um, mm-hmm. but like other than that like the, uh, that's one thing I, I I loved was just that I guess you know coming into the gate I was expecting her to be a little bit more unpolished and like not not really cohesive, but I feel like she actually was giving actual cohesive looks, and and I, and, and that, that's what made me like it you know um mm-hmm. yeah so I, so I was like okay good job Utica you know it's cute in my eyes girl good job it is and she could not be more different than Kimora who follows her because Kimora is very simplified streamlined fashion because she is a fashion like she's a fashion girl she came out yeah. in Bob Mackie like she's here okay. to, to give you that her lady look is very today's inauguration day that we're recording. It was okay. very inauguration look. Like that's what it was serving me. Um someone is gonna come for me for this. I didn't like die for for the lady look. It wasn't everything for yeah. me. Um, yeah. but she looked good. She looked woman. I would on the street, I'd be like, okay, that is a, a woman on her way to a really expensive brunch. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, she looked. I, I wrote the same thing like she looked ele- as elegant and gorgeous. That was all I wrote. Like, of course, it was <laughs> it, especially when, when you're coming after, you know, a Denali, a Rose, a Tamisha, a Utica, where they're doing these big uh, look at me, look mm-hmm. at me, high glam, like draggy looks. And then, you know, she came out to me that was a little bit more subdued. Um, it's definitely a different style of drag, uh, you know, for sure. And, um, yeah, but no, I didn't really, um, I didn't muster any emotion. I was just like, wow, she just looks really pretty. And her makeup looked really great. Not five hours great. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> not in any way to discredit her makeup, but just like, it just looked like, you know, normal makeup. Um, but I, I was like, I was like, great. But what she did get me with was that vampire kill bill, vampire true blood, like sexy Truly. look. Oh, Kamora. Yeah. I... Yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. The the wet hair, the the way that her body looked, like her waist was was so cinched but so like natural looking. Yes. Everything about this look to me was serving true blood dominatrix like Yes. that I really yes. really loved this look. This might be my favorite vamp look. And I, I did yeah. really, Rosé's was really good too. Her and Rosé yeah. had literally such good vamp looks. Yeah, I agree actually. Yeah, I, I was, this, I was like, and it, very, very, very few queens, especially like, you know, 
um like a male drag queen can pull off wet hair just because like our heads are so big and we you know have you know we're, we're, we're a little bit uh a little bit you know linebacker status sometimes so to be able right. to so she's so like you know soft and supple and we're not hiding in closet that she can just like pull off that short bob and it just and it just made her look even more womanly you know and she yes. looked like she was there to do business and business is what she did. And I think that was if either that or the inauguration dress um, <laughs> was a uh, Mugler. And Mugler is also one of my favorite designers up there with Bob Mackey, mm-hmm. actually. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, Kamora, you you you, you get, get a toot from me, sis. I love that. Mm-hmm. Her, her and Rosé sold actual vampires for me, too. So, good job. That, and that was um, the mini challenge. So after the mini challenge, they start de-dragging and they kind of have like this little conversation about how they feel a lot more confident this week um, and how they also feel a really strong sense of sisterhood. And they start getting into these, you know, personal conversations. And this is when we learn more about Tamisha. We learned that Tamisha has done at least 200 pageants. That is insane. 200 pageants. And she said that she's won at least 95 and the girls are like, okay, how old are you? And she says 49, which in the world of of the gays, in the world oh. of drag, that that is up there for a lot of like Ancient. serious reasons. And the fact that like, you know, we did lose a lot of older members of our community to the AIDS crisis. Yes. And so surviving through that, you know, everything else that the community has been through, especially as a black drag queen and gay man, that's a feat in itself. Um, yes. And I think the queens are really inspired by that, especially when they find out that Tamisha has three biological children that are older than all of them. I I just want a Tamisha Amon reality show. Like, I just want to know what Literally. is this queen doing? Who, ha, ha, who did she, did she attracted to women? Did she have sex with a woman? Um, I, she... I mean, she she is such an inspiration, and especially yeah, especially like to grow up in the Atlanta scene, you know, where we're a very prevalent gay mm-hmm. community, and I'm sure that you know AIDS was rampant in the, in the, um, Georgia at that time too. Like, and she is a legendary competitor and performer, y'all. Like, please go look up Tina Shawn on YouTube. I'm sure you guys have seen videos on Twitter and stuff. If you are I have fans of Drag Race, this queen before you know before you know cancer before she took her break from um, drag, like was turning out was dancing harder than a lot of these dancing queens like Tamisha Iman is the doll period and she should be treated as such and she's also just genuinely sweet too like she she's so lighthearted and she's so nice and she talks about you know like so doing herself for let the girl shine which we'll get to like you know after the performance challenge but so so sweet so sweet Yes, super sweet. And that translates through the rest of this episode. Um, I think in general, the tone of all of these girls is really, really sweet to each other um, in a way that I don't think we saw as much with the first set of queens. Um, And so when they get into this challenge, they are writing, it's the same as episode two, essentially. They're doing it to Rue's song Phenomenon. And it gets into the little moment where they're writing their verses. And again, it's a really cute moment. They're all really supportive and laughing and having fun with it. Um, They're all kind of, you know, talking about their strengths, what they're going to do, their approach. (laughs) One line that killed me is when there some girls are like, oh, I'm going to rap. Rosé says she's going to sing. Joey says, I'm not a singer or a rapper, but I'm gay. (laughs) 
if that's not the energy if that's not the energy that we should all be taking with us in our daily lives like am i qualified no do i have experience in this no am i gay yeah so i can do it very much and that's hey and that's the story of how this podcast started (laughs) and that that really is we were just like hey we're gay we like drag race let's be loud um exactly as we should as we should i mean reparations (laughs) to be honest you know so and i and i think you know joey j like and she she's really good at like playing to her strengths despite you know not not always being confident you know uh speaking of but people who are playing to their strengths and making sure everybody knows it they asked the famous uh, y'all know we talked about last week about how they, they just make a, a group cry for challenge make me anxious i just can't it's too much going on it, it overwhelms me but they asked the faded question who's a dancer who's a choreographer and so joey has taught ballroom dance um which is so if it's the ballroom it's such thinking a about, funny... it's so wholesome <laughs> i know so gay literally just so so gay i taught ballroom and then uh, Denali and Rose also have dance and choreography training. Uh, we, as we know, Denali is a um, a trained ice skater, and, and so so and that also typically resonates with dancing off the ice too. And Rose as a queen growing up in New York, and you know she just knows how to dance. And Tanisha is too, but she's trying to keep it quiet. Um, and I think and she she explains you know because like she um because of her and I also think this is a really good time to talk about you know like. I, I think a little bit like of disabilities on the show too like you know like this mm-hmm. is kind of like i want to say the first time i don't want to sound ignorant but like this is like one of the few times that we have queens who have disabilities on the show oh besides evi leans and um, i'm sure others but like who have disabilities on the show that are you know sometimes place them at a disadvantage and she talks about how she you knows she, she's a choreographer she's a dancer and but she hasn't done this stuff in so long and she can't do things that her her body can't do the things she used to do anymore so she's just gonna keep quiet and let them choreograph it, so that way she can, you know, um, just kind of follow along. And it made me sad, just because, like, you know, I I generally want every queen to be able to get a fair shot, you know. And I know that that's not necessarily always fair. I mean, that's necessarily always um, <clears throat> always available or 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 can happen. So it 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 made me sad and made me um just hope that you know she could uh, shine with the girls' choreography because she you know couldn't do choreography of her own. So then they get to the choreo, choreo um, to the main stage to do choreo, and uh, the way they take over in the way that every Leo, <laughs> every Leo would. I yeah. don't know their signs, but just the way that they all came in. It's Denali, it's Joey J, and Rose, and every single one of them is trying to like not assert no, their no, dominance no. but in a way like they're like trying to to run everything denali takes a lot of control in the beginning and it's trying to you know do the initial choreography but rose and joey j keep jumping in and it's like oh well maybe we should do it this way or we should try this and it is hilarious but so anxiety inducing watching them do this all at the same time um okay well, what is so i really want to know now Okay, so Rosé is a Gemini. Um, okay. And, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I definitely see that. Yeah. Um, besides the point, I, okay, I'm mixed about this because one, I'm like, okay, it's so much easier to just have one doll do it and y'all just follow along. Mm-hmm. 
and I was watching um a sibling watchery, and even when it was saying like I'd rather just one girl do it so that way if 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 the choreography comes out bad or if I can do, it, I'm like okay, I can throw you under the bus and be like, well, I didn't choreograph <laughs> totally. it this time, or if or if I take over and do it, the, and it's sickening, then it's like okay, great, I can take all the credit. It is just easy to do that because you, especially, and I'm not surprised, especially with a queen like Rose. I mean, she's from New York. She, Rose has clearly shown she's very forward, and she doesn't mind um, putting her talents on the on the forefront. That being said, there has to be a compromise, and I think Joey J is a little bit more passive about it, but Rose and Denali definitely did want to compromise yes. because they both wanted to be able to say that they're the ones in the choreography. And Tamisha is it, it, to me, this, these are just like watching her kids, baby. She would, I, I would be <laughs> fed up too. Like, I just, I, I wouldn't be able to take it because you got the, the queens like get like maybe like an hour, two hours to rehearse on the main stage. Other than that, then they have to go in the, their hotel rooms and do it. So we only have a certain amount of time. So we just have to take whatever is getting thrown. If, if Denali's doing it right now and then, and then Rose's like, can we turn it this way? You either have to be like, yeah, let's do it, or can I just choreograph all at once? And I think people don't want to communicate that because they want to come off like a bitch. They want to come off like so and so, whatever. So it's a little bit like, okay, and passive aggressive. And that's where we get the good drama, of course. But uh, it's like, oh, just let one person do it. Let Denali do it. Uh, that's I'm so biased, but I was like, can we just let Denali do this and and just move on? Because Kamora is starting to really struggle. She's not being able to pick up the dance moves, and so we get a moment where Tamisha's like, okay, well, we're gonna do it this way, and then someone else says something, and she was like, okay, well, this is how we're gonna do it, and she's very like, we as as an experienced and seasoned queen, she's like, we just need to get it done eventually, and she's helping Kamora through it. Despite all of this conflict, their choreo as they're practicing does look pretty good. Like they're yes. really at, at a high level of choreo here, um, especially compared to the first group of girls. I think that, that this round of choreo is looking really, really good. Yes, I think um, the dancing queens are definitely on this on this side of the, um, <laughs> on this side <laughs> of the coin, besides Elliot, of course, um, who was originally on this side of the coin. Um, and it's yeah, it's definitely evident because, you know, the queens for congratulations, they definitely did like just one step, two step, and out. It was like, okay, cute, you know, and then they would even say, you know, it, they were they were like, either, they either said it's not a song that you can do high energy dance to or like, it's not a song you can do low energy dancing to, but we're still doing it like that. And versus you get to a phenomenon, which are like, you have, you know, three strong dancers on the, on the, on the team mm-hmm. and one experience who is not, you know, um, reaching out her efforts and you get a clean pristine dance I was just like yes you know so I and it really prepped me for the main stage which continues into as they were prepping for the main stage um yeah Tamisha is so is gold she's gold she is she is hilarious in this episode all of her confessionals are really funny all of them are literally like she feels like the narrator of this season basically like I'm really hoping they keep giving her a lot of confessionals even when the other girls are there um because she literally was just cracking me up while she has confessionals while she's getting ready 
Um, but in good old drag race fashion, we get a good mix of, of the humor and some emotional side. This is when Kimora starts to open up about all this pressure she feels that she's under, especially because she doesn't feel like she's that supported at home. Um, and this is when she brings up her boyfriend and how she really has to keep that separate. And she says that she only does drag like once or twice a month so that she can keep it separate. She has a, a separate like storage locker that she keeps her drag stuff in. Um, and her and her boyfriend have been together for a really long time. So you, you can see that really weighing on her here. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's an emotional moment, but I think it, you know, is an experience that like a lot of people don't realize in the LGBT community that like, we're not all gung ho about drag. Like there are a lot of, there's a lot of toxic masculinity that can present in the community that makes people look down on drag because of its proximity to femininity, which is really unfortunate. And Kimora is, you know, experiencing that in her own life. Yes. I was actually like just talking about this. Um, and like how people who do drag still do feel the need to necessarily like hide it from not even family not even from your friends like just from their mm -hmm. romantic partners because a lot of men who have internalized um you know um, misogyny and internalized you know like femphobia they don't want to it's hard for them to see somebody who they're attracted to as you know a man present as a woman or present in a feminine nature mm -hmm. and so it, it just it makes me so sad because I just you know I'm, in my mind I'm like girl dump him um but you know <laughs> I know it, it, it they've been together for eight years which is basically yeah. like 60 years in gay oh. years <laughs> but I, it, it is it's unfortunate yeah and, it, and it's sad and, and I just saw it and it, so it, and it definitely you know makes sense as to why she's always feeling her fantasy every time she gets up in the gig because it's mm -hmm. like I mean when she's at home that's that can be her like her last time for the month you know and I don't know. I just, I, I yeah, but I, and I still do find it very interesting that she does that because, like, she just has some sickening looks. Like, she's, she, she really has a nice drag artillery. So I wonder how long it took to build it up when she's only doing once a month. Like, how does she, mm -hmm. um, get paid from that? You know, but yeah. So I just hope that you know, um, I, I wonder if she'll like at the reunion go or finale go more in depth about that and how her boyfriend feels now that she's you know on the biggest drag platform in the world right now and. Um, it was like, I mean, probably gonna have to pursue it full time after this, you know, or at least, you know, do mm -hmm. virtual shows and stuff. So it's like, I really hope they, they go big into that. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, amongst all this emotion, another Joey J line cracks me up because, you know, Kimura's emotional, she's crying, and Joey just goes, like, trying to comfort her, goes, You're sickening. Like, it is hilarious. Like, I hate gay people because why are we like this? Like, Kimura is well, crying and emotional, and she's like, You're sickening. Like, it's just so funny like she it is supportive but I was like come on now I, I hate us sometimes no T I, 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 I fully be like would you cry you know you're the doll like <laughs> and you know it's just because I think you know um people took our trauma as a joke um uh, so now we take <laughs> I'm probably kidding um but yes, yeah, but but someone who is giving um you know some good energy and good vibes to it is Tamisha. Mm -hmm. Tamisha, I think Tamisha is very understanding and very compassionate, especially because she has put put so many people in drag and it has so many drag daughters. Mm -hmm. And um, even like I was saying in the first episode, Lala Ree, who was her drag daughter technically, is like the first queen to put her in drag. Like she put her in drag, and Lala Ree was so like. I I mean, I don't know, like, she was just very, like, I guess, uncomfortable or, you know, not ready to do that. So she literally, like, quit drag and then, like, did not speak to her for a year. And they have not spoken since the show. 
So like, I think, you know, Tamisha definitely is, can speak from experience, you know, and, she, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and especially when, you know, birthing daughters and, and birthing daughters who are not, who are not even secure in themselves doing drag and, and, and feel like it's dumb and feel like it's stupid and stuff like that. Um, I'll try to link uh, the, the uh, timestamp, she talks about it in, on the Monet, on Monet Exchange show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, so I think Tamisha is definitely speaking from a place of, of relatability and she also, and also producers, it also works tying in her story to when she meets Olivia next week too. Yeah, and I think that it's really obviously we we could do a whole episode just about the way that drag and within the the queer community, there's a lot of like family, like finding your own type of family and this this energy. Um, and I think the way that Tamisha brings that about and talks about all of her, you know, daughters who are all national title holders. And on top of like, again, like we were mentioning earlier, the fact that a lot of her drag daughters have passed on and are no longer with us. Like, I think again, (laughs) all throughout this episode, it's just Tamisha is really such a good representation of the community and of a lot of the experiences that members of the community can have um and I love the moments that she gets to be talking about her daughters and her experience as she's you know like been through it she's been doing drag for 30 years and just how she's been along for this history I think it's really powerful that she is getting this platform and I'm really excited to see her go on and continue talking about her experiences I agree I I I was spiking emotional because it's like she truly mm-hmm. does represent the essence of like what a drag family is what a house is like mm-hmm. that like like she really treats all of her drag daughters just like they are her biological kids and she's very proud of them and 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 that really is what the origins of like what drag houses and and and, and like in ballroom ballroom culture like what mm-hmm. um, houses were started for was because these queer kids specifically black and and um and and, and, and kids of color were you know, kicked out of their house for being gay, kicked out of their house for being trans, kicked out of their house for being um, for being lesbian, like, and then they were forced to, like, live on the street and be homeless, and then they would get taken in by typically these older trans women who had been on the street and had to hustle and then mm-hmm. did ballroom and made money and then were able to get an apartment and are, and then say, hey, I've been, I've been in your shoes before. Let me take you in. And all you have to do is dance with your clothes on to make money and, and to express and you get to express your gender how you choose. And and, mm-hmm. and and it's a whole community that will love and accept that. And the fact that that started in ballroom and, and it still continues in drag is so necessary. It's so valid. And and Tamisha truly does represent what old school drag is about to this day and what drag, mm-hmm. what new school drag should still be about and not about, you know, drama and who is serving the best looks and who is on, you know, who's on RuPaul's Drag Race and who's not, but about the family essence and the chosen family that drag ballroom culture being queer as a whole brings she truly embodies that that that's what that's what drag has originated from to find your chosen chosen family exactly and it's nice that we can get all of that background with obviously the nonsense that that drag race gets into the ridiculousness it's it's this episode was a really good balance of i think both of those worlds of what drag race is um and they get into that more, as we'll see with this performance. We we go to the main stage. Rue looks gorgeous again. Nicole Byer is a guest judge, which I love. I'm I a big fan Nicole of Byer. hers. And she 
she is a big fan of drag yes. um she said that her look for this episode was inspired by crystal methods look so like you can tell this is a woman who cares about drag so i was excited to see her i have to insert my lesbian opinion again that michelle visage looks however you feel about michelle visage she she looks good she yeah. she is looking she is looking good uh, yeah this gray hair michelle like i hope it stays forever mm-hmm. she's just she just always gives me like sexy principle you know and I oh just, my god she this this mother look mm-hmm. i was like i like she just looks great i love nicole byers and guest judge i br- normalize having guest judges that are actually know about drag race please <laughs> Thank you. Like, I, thank I, you. I, I think that she'll actually um like be popping in more often too. Okay, this is too much. I think she'll actually be popping in more often too. Um, and I was also reading because Lonnie loves to get judged next week. Um, and she was on Celebrity Drag Race, and um, she was she she posted that she when she tweeted about how she's gonna be on next week. She was saying that she's gonna be like on three more times because she passed her COVID test. I don't know what the COVID test and three more times had to do with it, but I think they're going to have um, a, a circulating um, guest judges just to keep it small mm. and to not have a lot of point, um, interaction with like different people. So I'm very excited to see if Nicole Byer comes back on this season. I would love to see it because I know it's 16 episodes, so we still have 13 more to go. So right. really excited to see what happens. Um, and yeah, Rue looks over oh my gosh rupaul this is the best she has looked in so long i don't know what this quarantine did but she looks refreshed rejuvenated she looks beautiful the wig the dress all of it like it was really really the best that she's looked raven raven was in quarantine watching the makeup dog or something (laughs) because I mean, if you even like, I'll, I'll put pictures side by side, of course, if you're watching mm-hmm. um, on the YouTube, go subscribe. Um, and, you know, it's like RuPaul from season nine, like when, when Red and Raven first took over compared to now, like, wow, just, just, uh, she looked mm-hmm. amazing. She, she, she looked healthy. She looked young, like that color orange yes. literally making her skin pop so well. I was like, I was like, I'm really excited to see Ruth serve looks this season. I think like this is the first time since like season six that I've been ex- or season seven that I've been excited to see what RuPaul's gonna wear again too. Like I think for a mm-hmm. minute, like season nine specifically and season ten respectfully, I was just like, oh okay, like you know we're gonna watch RuPaul anyway. And then but recently like RuPaul has been turning out these looks in season eleven. I'm like okay, I'm excited. I it's bring me back again to those older. I think we're in a, we're, we're reaching a new peak of Drag Race again like that season six, mm-hmm. season five, season four. I think that we're reaching a new peak now after, you know, the season seven through 11 slump and especially 11, cause I know 11 wasn't the most favorable season. Um, and I think, you know, after that season 12 with the, with a good crop of Queens and everything. And now with season 13, I think we're reaching new peaks of drag. So good job, Rue. You look I amazing. agree. All Rue looked amazing. And as we get into the performance, yes. they all looked amazing too. They all, all of their looks for, for this number were really, really good. Um, overall for this performance, the choreography, like we were saying in rehearsals, it looked good and it looks amazing. Now they have like flags that they're waving to like it, it really, really, it really looks good. And the song in general is a lot better too. We can talk about each queen's verse, but just yeah. overall, much better than the previous queens not that theirs was bad but but these queens really took it there 
yeah, they were just performing at a higher level, higher level than the congratulations uh, queens in my opinion like mm-hmm. they just they did it just felt more like a group you know and not just these individual verses being thrown at me i was i and i i just, I just love when they when when the queens choreograph like the queens in the back to participate in the verses yeah it really decided everything together and this song i also like the song a lot more um mm-hmm. i was just like it, it just I, I just i i literally I literally am still singing from Russia to Paraguay <laughs> for the UK. You know, I was like, come on. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah, let's, let's get into verses because you know I'm about to stand. You know I'm about to get into it. First, the queen who sets the bar, Denali. She's the first queen with a verse. And this is, in my opinion, it's the best verse. Her choreo is amazing. Her flow is really good. Her lyrics are so funny and clever. When she said, what is she? It's like, the triple Lutz that she rhymes with oh, yeah. sluts. Like it does not get better than that. It literally just amazing. She, yeah, she I'm literally speechless. I just these challenges are my favorite because I just love rapping. I love rap verses. I love mm-hmm. I, just, I love seeing them. Especially since category category is like I I was like, yeah, I need more of this. Denali she said, step aside it's, wait, step aside, it's your girl Denali, cold as ice hotter than a tamale keep up because i'm shy town sh- tough triple lutz on these sluts because i like it rough i'm icy spicy for you i'm too pricey going for the gold so i'm gonna get a little feisty she said and then she said is it strong like a marathon um aka babylon i'm phenomenon shakespeare could never <laughs> <laughs> like like Holy. Should be studied in in English class, like, and it's the, there. The thing I love about it most, um, so like the I'm icy, pricey for you and to for you and to whatever, whatever. Like that was a um, a a a nod, an influence, a um, a little bit of a um, a borrowing from Sweetie's icy girl. Um, which is I like, can't stop, won't stop, get mm-hmm. grabbed, ten because I'm icy, pricey. Haters want to fight me. Never been the one get RIP up on a white tee. And I was just like, at first I was like, I've heard this before. But then I clicked that the song was called Icy Girl. The girl is literally on brand even when she is taking mother dog. <laughs> and for that made me like the verse somehow even more. It wasn't even, I wasn't even, I'm not even like, oh my gosh, she stole from a rapper. Like, out. no. She literally stayed on brand even when taking from another woman. That's what I'm talking about. The, the, she she is the icy girl. Like I I love it. She her choreo sold it for me. Like mm-hmm. I just love I love a good duck walk. I, I used to love a duck walk. I don't know if I can do any more child the needs that they'll be hitting like they used to. But <laughs> her duck walk is so effortless and she she just did really good. I just that was just me. I just had to stand in alley for five minutes. And, and once I get to lip sync, I'm not getting my foot up off her neck. Um, next, next we is Joey get J. Joey J. It was mm-hmm. there. It was not. It was not bad. It was decent. Again, she went. She she leaned into the I'm gay, um, which was funny. She like you know makes some RuPaul references. You can never go wrong with stroking Ru's ego. Okay. Um, it was decent. It to me, it was the least memorable of the verses. That's really all I have to say. Yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm going to try to pull the lyrics up just so we can, you know, um, see what the dolls are giving. Um, so Joey J says, <laughs> "I'm a gay ass bitch. I'm Joey J. 
filler queen plot twist i came to slay taking them out protocol one by one i'm repping rupaul j-o-e-y what j-a-y but where's your wig the million dollar question please sit down and let me give you a lesson or let me give a lesson yeah she for me she lost me at the j-o-e-y yeah j i was like this is this 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 flow is not giving what you thought Oh my god, this already has 15,774 views on Genius. Come on, drag is all <laughs> over the world. <laughs> but yeah, no, Joey, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. she you know, for, for someone who's not a singer or rapper, I was like, okay, I'll take it. You didn't you didn't you you you, you did that, that's one thing that's one thing about me. She she never claimed to be a singer rapper, so I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna be like this was garbage. Right. But yes, but no, she could definitely could have um, workshopped that J O E Y line for me. <laughs> it ran it by the other queens. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this: I don't think it, it's the worst verse. Oh. Because after Joey J, we get Kamora, and I have to say right away, Kamora's verse is very Roxy Andrews mm-hmm. and Reggie wrote. It was the the style of singing, the the really basic lyrics. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear is what Kamora says. And, you know, I'm going to read it in her voice just because, like, to really sell the, um, <laughs> to sell the um, uniqueness of the verse. <clears throat> she said, and I quote, um, and t- turn your Bibles to uh, <laughs> Phenomenon uh, R- 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 RuPaul verse 1-6. Um, from the House of Hall. Chicago's Mackie Zal. First of all, the most Midwestern queen in the world. Oh my Doll. God. Straight Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois. Like, Dal. That really grinded my gears just because I was like, you really let your Midwestern show. Like, mm-hmm. Dal. It's embarrassing for us. Serving beads or beats. Beats and face. I'm the most glamorous in this race. The <laughs> way. <laughs> My beauty shines. Kamora's gonna blind them and snatch the crown. Ow! It's very high school theater male lead who can't sing, so they just like act out what they're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was this, which it's one of those verses where it's like it's so objectively bad that it's kind like I kind of live for it. Like I will oh, yeah. be singing her verse probably more than anyone else. Yeah, no, I literally be, I literally think about Chicago's Mackie Zah like <laughs> all the time at loop in my head for this past week. Like, um, you know, Kamora, um, you know, <laughs> and that mixed with the performance of it all. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Can, we, let's, can you go back real quick and talk about Joey J's performance? So sorry, I just wanted to cut that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I think also what happened with with Joey J was that she definitely sold it better for me too. She she oh, was mm-hmm. trying. She you can tell she's a dancer or at least a performer. She was trying the choreography, and she was she wasn't afraid to really sell her verse. I can't tell if Kamora was or not trying to sell. It. I don't know. If she, it didn't appear Nicole that she was Byer, Nicole Byer said she looked like she was at a grocery store without a shopping list. Yeah. And that is the best way to put it. Like, she was just a little spacey, and it was really that. She just looked a little lost the entire time. And 
and then and then she yeah she didn't i was watching as we watching it um before we did before we did the episode and she didn't know the choreography I, she would barely try and i, I honestly barely try. I, she barely remembered you know for somebody who said that she practiced in her hotel room it was it was definitely yeah she was definitely the weakest um of, of this episode of this challenge at least and uh, i was a little bit a little sad but we get um a little bit of a raise with mm-hmm. our sis rose okay and you know and we, we get a little break from rapping we actually we get some singing this time and it was i, I really enjoyed it she said ah uh, baby pour a glass feast your eyes on a bony lass bonnie lass she's a fashion clown pretty witty vocals down my light's never fading. Can't wait to hear you say it. The winner is Rose. Yeah. So good. I, I love this. Her, good. Her voice is just so good. Like, I so know good. I can't wait for, for a musical challenge. I can't wait. I, it was very, she knew her talent and she came in with it. She doesn't have like the most like Nicki Minaj level no. poetry lyrics like Denali, but the way that she performs it is so good. Her choreo again looks great. You can tell that she dances. You can tell that she yes. sings. It's all there. It, it's all there. And it, it, I I liked the the you know the singing. Even though I love the rapping, and that's where more of my bias is. It, it was a little refreshing to get a different take on the song. Yes. No. Yeah. She. I think you know she she definitely played her strengths, and she was smart to do it, especially for like the first challenge. Like. I was like, okay, great. I'm glad that, you know, she didn't try to rap or do something different. And, um, you know, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cute. Um, I like Pour a Glass because she's, you know, the name yeah. Girl Wine. I, and she, I think she's like a wine aficionado. And I like the, uh, the death drop ad vocal or the dip ad vocals down. I was like, work. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, a queen who did pretty good in this in the in the in the in the verse section but fell to the back in fortunately like the dancing sometimes was our good sis tamisha iman she says tamisha iman is coming for you to show the girls what i can do drag is my game and i do it well that atl peach with a story to tell bent but not broken i'll fight to the end that old school diva shall rise again going for the crown is gonna be tough but guess what ladies i'm born for this stuff she had some of my favorite lyrics as well. Like mm-hmm. her and Denali super were catchy tied. too. Yes, I was like, okay, Tamisha Iman is coming for you. I was like, I don't know. I think I, I just really, really loved her. I think she, she like, I know she did possibly fade to the back during Dress Town, but I think when she, when she, in my opinion, when she her verse came up, she mm-hmm. lit up the room. In my opinion, I think she owned mm-hmm. it. I never saw any like that. She was not confident in, in what she was saying. She, she was trying. I like she's like, I mean, I don't know. She, yes. she gave the girls something. I mean, like she, she did good. I, I, I loved it, and I think. You know, and the lyrics are very, are very deep, and they're very just like, they're, they're, they're She took her time on this, and I would, I just, I just love it. And I think uh, Tanisha used to always, she used to rap back in her day too. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think that, yeah, good, good job, Tanisha. I, I loved it. I agree. It was really catchy. I've been seeing hers a lot. Um, <laughs> the next queen <laughs> is Utica. Now she, she takes her her weirdness her quirkiness and really puts it in here i want you to read the lyrics because i want to talk about these lyrics yeah so she says spreading love from here to there for my savior eyes for my savior as i toss my hair 
There's not a bone in my body. Gonna wiggle to the top, wiggle to the top. Woo, Utica may be a small town. Farm girl fit for a crown. Lightning striking you down. Strike a pose like that, strike a pose like that. Woo. So let's get into the main. For my savior as I toss my hair. So we find out on the, on the, on the, um, on the main stage critiques that she's a seven day ad- seventh day Adventist, and I don't know. The only reason I the only reason I know this is because in Gilmore Girls, which is my favorite TV show, yes. Lane Kim, one of the characters, is a Seventh Day Adventist. <laughs> That's literally the only context that I've heard this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, Jesus mentioned, we get that. Yeah. Um. Which I want to get into a little bit right here. Um, again, we, we get this down in the critiques. Um, I think it's interesting to see religion brought up because I think a lot of us have trauma around religion in the way that certain aspects of a religious environment can bring in homophobia. Um, and that trauma is valid. Like it's valid to have, you know, maybe a little bit of like mistrust or fear there. Um but I do think that it's really interesting and empowering to see a religious person bring that to drag race because I think we do have to acknowledge that like there are a lot of us who do still have a lot of connections to religion and spirituality. Um, Utica is by no means the first queen to talk about this here. Monique Hart talked yeah. a lot about her spirituality and religion on the show and she does in her social media as well. Um, I think in general, we see a lot of black queens talk about their, Mm -hmm. their upbringing in the church and how they still feel that connection there. Um, so again, Utica is by no means the first, but I do like having more of an open conversation about seeing religion and drag together and not seeing those worlds as so separate. Um, so I just, I kind of liked that she brought that up and is very like true to who she is because it's going to be a big part of her life. Yeah. I think that, um. I agree fully wholeheartedly with all of that. And I think that um, we're just, I think times are changing and we're starting to under, Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to change our views on spirituality and religion too. Like I was just um, actually like journaling for myself and I was just like, wow, my views have have changed in religion too. I think, you know, we're just, it's, we're just becoming a little bit more less, less following what the church is saying, less following, you know, Mm the pastor to get to the higher power like we're definitely just doing more of the work ourselves you know like like i i do i i, I do believe in god or universe or higher power mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily believe that i have to go to church or go through another person especially person with bigoted views to get to, mm-hmm. to connect with that to connect with that energy to connect with that with with that um entity so it's like and i and i think that i think for a lot of queens you know you you kind of just you, you know you just you do feel shaded by by the church, you know. So I think so. It's very interesting mm-hmm. to see a queen, you know, hold into her religion, religion tight to her and, and express that in a positive way. And I think that for a lot of people who were hurt by the church or 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 um, or doesn't trust the church or you know has those views in the church, that can be a little bit jarring and uncomfortable and possibly sometimes even disrespectful to them to watch a queen mm-hmm. be outwardly, you know, about that. But like we said, you because not the first queen to do that. She might not be the last queen. I mean, like we said, we had we had um, Monique, we had Monet, who who would sing at a church every Sunday for for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. I think we're just we're just changing our views on spirituality, and I think that I would I, and I really hope they do have a talk about homophobia in the church, and I'm sure they probably will, um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that about because I really would love to see how Utica views 
what her church does specifically because I'm, I'm not part mm-hmm. of the denomination I don't know much about it so I would love to just see like you know what she talks about it and she even expresses like you know like she's not the type of queen to you know to push her religion on you she did think Jesus is cool and I, and, I, and, I, and I respect her for that I was like okay yes like work Utica and, 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 it, and it made me even more interested in her because I'm like oh, okay we're peeling back the layers now you're not just mm-hmm. like you know just kooky and like a loner you're just like oh, okay you're religious you're from you're from the farm town like I'm very interested in, in, in seeing how she navigates this uh, season. I am too. Um, and so Utica again is the last the last verse we get. Yes. And then we get the runway, and the category is "We're here, we're sheer." Get used to it. First one to come out is again Denali. I think she looks so pretty. She's really, really feminine. I thought this would be like a universally loved look, but again, both Trixie and Priyanka on Pit Stop did not like this look, which was surprising to me because I thought it would, it was a pretty like generally easy to love look, but they were really reading her for this look. And so I was a little surprised by that. What what are your thoughts on Denali's look here? I... I liked it originally and the more I looked at it I was just like I was just like it was a little a little plain like it was just like I could see that it was just like and I think and I don't think the lights did it justice I I was just like I think the material was thin but was it sheer like I don't know I I was but like I think she looked gorgeous like I think I think she looked gorgeous Mm -hmm. she definitely sold the garment for me it was just like I was just like oh like okay like especially compared to like you know the the fire look and um the I mean that's right like the vamp look and the and the lady look I was just, it was it was a little mm-hmm. bit like more subdued and I do think that you know and I would love to see her in a different silhouette personally I think that was the third time we've seen like you know a shortcut dress to the thigh yeah um, I agree but no I, I don't think I, for me I don't think it was it was I don't think it was like an easy to hate look like I don't I think like, I was just, <laughs> yeah I was just like oh, okay like she with her already performing so well in the challenge and performing so well for the mini challenge, I was just like, okay, the girl can get a break, you know? And I, and I, and yeah, I, she could have came out, she could have came out in a garbage bag and I'd be like, okay, well, she's still the winner. Yeah. She, did so, she did so good. Yeah. Uh, Someone who maybe could have come out in a garbage bag and I believe it, um, Joey J, she's the next out. I don't love this look. And I'm realizing that I just maybe don't really get into her aesthetic. Like, again, it's a very similar look to the ones that she served before in the way that there's, it's pants, heel boots. Her makeup's cute. I think she can paint. She looks good. Um, But again, I'm just, I'm not digging this aesthetic. I may be called a hater for this, but to me, what what she's shown in this episode is so different from what she looked like in episode one. See. Um, again, bring back the chicken feathers. <laughs> I'll be on board. Oh yeah, sorry, I had to look it up because I forgot. Like what she? Yeah. No, I. What? No. I don't know. I just don't. I don't understand. And then on the runway, it just like it was not enough, like fringe. It was like it's like unfinished. I it wasn't was super sad. sheer either. Like no. it, like the sheer wasn't the highlight of it. It was very like um. It was fringe. I can't even you know the like yeah the fringe, um, so I I don't know it just I, um, yeah it no, kind of fell flat for me, especially when we get Kamora next. She's the next queen that comes out. And Kimora, if there's one thing Kimora's going to do, 
I think we said this last, like before. She's gonna serve a look. Okay. She looks really great, glamorous, expensive. She looks really good. The hair is huge. It 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 overall is just really really yes. stunning. I um this is again a Bob Mackie recreation inspired by Cher. I think at the Met Gala. Um, mm-hmm. This and I love this for Cher too, just because it's like. I don't know. I think it's just so it's a it's a it's a smart it's a smart choice, and it and it's so uh, it's like that it's it's it, share mixed with Britney Spears toxic. Like I completely understood it. She had those big like she said hubcaps on her ears. Like mm-hmm. she just really loves feeling her full glamorous fantasy, and she sold it on the runway for me. Like she just looks so gorgeous. I I was like okay, core like that. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. The queen that follows Kimura is Rosé. Now, I want to talk about this because I it was fine, but I didn't love this look, especially compared to her mini challenge looks. Those two looks were at such a high level that this, for me, was a little... It was just a little meh. The sleeves, I think, were, were a lot. It was just a lot for me. I would have loved to have it, like, maybe taken back one step or maybe tailored a little bit differently um her legs looked great though she really her she has stunning legs yeah that's how i feel rose the one time ross could have actually used a crafty critique and i would have under and i would have been like work yes he and it's hilarious he he brings that up in critiques ross is like you know because I got tore up for calling something crafty. I'm like, okay, Ross acknowledging how toxic the drag stands are. Yes, no, I, I, so, yeah, Shay is the Beyonce of, of, of drag race and, 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 and do not mess with the beehive. Um, this was the, I did not like this. I, I, I was, it was, it was, it was, it was all right in motion, I guess. It was just like the skirt looked like it just it was like this like like party city like streamers party city on it, and then she had like these like what what was it sheer like it was just it was just it, like, it, I, I, I don't think know. that's where the sheer was was in the yeah, sleeves in the but sleeves. it was a just it was a lot I I didn't love it yeah, again especially, especially compared to the first two looks yeah come on now Rose but I mean it you know I mean but. Yeah, no, I but the hair, the, I love the hair, and um, oh, yeah, good. she that her signature hair is it just looks so good on her. This so cotton good. candy pink, and but yeah, the look was not the tea, ma'am. But the, who look was the tea? Tamisha Miss Tamisha, Tamisha Amon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she made the I, look. yeah, she walked out, and I literally out loud was like, gag, like Same. she is dripping in gold and we find out she made the dress which is insane like it and the queen it just all the stuff she wears it looks so good and i just have like i have such a, a level of respect for the queens who make their looks and it's no hate to the queens who buy their looks not all of us are seamstresses but man it is talent in critiques ross says that one day she's gonna have a dress on the red carpet and i could fully see that because this garment is beautiful it the the sheer gold she literally just looks like she is at the oscars like that's what she looks like right now yes tamisha so so polished so pretty Mm -hmm. and it's just i I, yeah i just amazing to me she like so good like 
and the fact that she makes all the stuff she wears is just so I I literally always come into Queen like that the Jay Dyson's Hall like mm-hmm. come on like multi multifaceted she 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 knocked it out of the park with this look I was like okay Pierre you look amazing this give me top four I think it look. it shows the strength of a lot of the more working class queens as well because a lot of the queens that we see who do construct their own looks are coming from backgrounds where the money isn't necessarily overflowing mm-hmm. and we've seen that again and again and again and it just goes to show like i i think that's where a lot of my respect comes from because as much as i love a queen like kimura who's gonna come out wearing designers i love a queen who is like i'm gonna work with what i have and i'm also gonna look better than all of you guys <laughs> who bought your own shit like yeah i love that she looked amazing um after tamisha we get utica this look, I was, I was, and that's really, I don't have a yes. lot of opinion on it. She's giving watercolor Stevie Nicks, as she said, was her inspiration. Um, I love the makeup. I think that yeah. was really like, it was, it was really like, to me, like chic, high fat. I could see editorial type makeup. Um, the garment itself, I was not in love with, but I didn't hate. Um, yeah, I just couldn't really understand necessarily what what it was giving like i don't and then the ponytail was a little thin and you know i know oh, a good yeah, ponytail yeah. i'm gonna argue on this stand, but i know a good ponytail when i see <laughs> that needed a couple more bundles baby um yeah i just didn't really understand the outfit and it was just like again it was another one of those silhouettes where i'm like i just can't understand what the silhouette is doing similar to her vamp mm-hmm. look where i'm like okay um but yeah no it, it was definitely you know she de- she definitely sold it she de- it, was, it was definitely you know uh it, it was definitely like said chic like mm-hmm. which is all right like okay work work Utica like I I, I really want to see what she has more in store because I really did like her um her phenomenon look I thought that was so cool it was yes weird design, it was really it was cute very polished so I'm, I'm very interested to see what she does so we get to the critiques and they off the bat are eating Denali up as mm-hmm. they should they love denali we love denali i think <laughs> denali social media has been on fire about her lately and i think that the judges are picking up the fact that that she really is coming out as a star in this episode yes i she at this point i would i'd be surprised if she didn't make top four she because she's just already performing she's she's like I, I loved when when uh either Michelle I think I'm pretty sure Michelle was talking about how mm-hmm. like you know you can tell that you know you have like a lot of talent and you worked very hard for that and then she goes very that because Denali knows like yes. ice skating is probably she's one of not, the hardest yeah. things that you can learn and she's super good at it and she and she lets that she lets that translate off like off the ice and on stage too and 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 I I was gonna I was gonna text you about this but I so I'm glad I remembered but like she's just very smart like i yes. don't know how to else explain it she's just is very 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 smart like i and i just love hearing her talk she's just so yeah she's just such an intellectual you i just said i gotta stop but like i yeah i don't know she's just <laughs> hey we'll we'll get her on the pod <laughs> no yes no i'm really but like uh Denali, can you just come on literally just heard <laughs> that's it oh but yes yeah no they they, they eat denali up and i i i I love it i think that she she's she she just gets she's very confident and um Mm -hmm. you can tell 
Yeah, I think uh, in general, the critiques, there's not a ton to dive into with the critiques. We get a moment where Joey J justifies why she doesn't wear wigs. Um, She basically, her reasoning is that when she does drag, she's not doing it to feel like a different person. She says that she really likes to feel like herself in drag and she feels the most like herself with her natural hair, which I get. You know, I, I liked that reasoning. The judges are just like, okay, we hear you, but we want to see versatility. Um, which I they say to a lot of queens who have a signature thing that they yeah. they do. Um, so we'll see how that goes. It it just kind of goes. Um, we get Rose oh, again. Real quick. Oh, go ahead. So sorry. No, no, no. Um, I was gonna say then. Um, I think I feel like Joey J kind of digged her own grave a little bit too at that moment because like she didn't wear wig the whole episode, and then you come the whole with episode. Wig. I'm like, and then you know, and like, and, and um. You know, it was the thing that I think we were all like, okay, the first time she didn't wear a wig, okay, work. This time she didn't wear her wig. Then she wore for a second, didn't wear a wig for the second runway. Okay. And then she didn't wear a wig for the performance. Okay. And then you didn't wear a wig for the main challenge. Like, you knew, you knew Rue was going to say something. You knew Michelle was going to say something. Like, I just feel like, you know, it was, I just feel like a little bit digging your own grave at that point. Like, I, it, mm-hmm. I completely understand, like, you know, you want to feel like yourself in drag, like, and that, that's not your gig. But you know you're gonna call in drag race that they're gonna want to see versatility. You got Mick knew that the, the the first day she she could paint her face white. Mm-hmm. The second the the the, 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 the little day the morning they did their daytime runway she was like, and I have a regular face on because I want Michelle to show them art showing versatility. Like, it's season thirteen you have to be on top of stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. And it, at the end of the day, um, you're not at your own show. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're on Drag Race and they want to see something different every time. I, we saw it with a. Uh, dusty ray bottoms when they read her for for the dot makeup we see it with you know basically every queen yeah crystal method they said similar things to bianca in the similar silhouette Mm -hmm. like i think again it's just something that on drag race it is showing your own drag but it's also you know playing into this this competition and we're seeing a lot of the queens and so they want to see a lot of different things um that being said, we get into Rosé's critique. She's another queen who gets really good critiques. They're really eating her up. Um, I think that my fears that she was going to get the Jan treatment yeah. are unfounded because they seem to to be really into her. Yeah. Um, you could tell already that, you know, she's in the top of the week just based on what they said about her. Yeah. And this is another week where they where they definitely either went, went lighter on the critiques due to fan reception or due to them not mm-hmm. going home. So next week, I'm really interested in seeing how they critique the queens, especially if there'll be like, thir- there'll be 13, 12 of them. Oh, four, 13, 13, 13 still of them. So it's like, I'm very interested in seeing how they... Uh, how they read the girls next week but yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, it, they pretty much all got good critiques and um and i think uh, rose definitely was was getting pushed even though mm, even though that look should have been red mm, but yeah <laughs> um tamisha's another one who gets good critiques they they really love her i honestly i was surprised when tamisha was not in the top two Same. just based on the way that she was throughout this whole episode and the critiques it like you can tell I think a lot of times there are very few queens that I think RuPaul has kind of a reverence for. Mm-hmm. And I think this was a moment where RuPaul genuinely sees 
Tamisha as an equal. Like truly, yes. I think RuPaul sees Tamisha like on the same level as her, as as a peer, as an equal. And that's not to say RuPaul always looks down on the other queens. I think it's just RuPaul is recognizing Tamisha's impact, experience in in legend status. I really think, um, and it really showed in the way that they were talking about her and to her. Yes, and I, I, I appreciated them um, shouting out Tandy Iman and and, 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 mm-hmm. and Rue knowing about that video. Not that Rue was obviously <laughs> above drag, but just like the but like it's just that iconic that Rue was like, girl, of course I've seen it. You know, we've all like, seen it. Yeah. Like we've we've all seen it, especially if you're a drag race fan. Like um, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. we'll we'll put the clip over um over the video. But like yeah, it and it was just it was just so beautiful for her to be that for uh for Tamisha to be like, no, she was still alive, she'd be one of your girls. Like like Tamisha is just a mother, like very it much was like, so like the sweet. TikTok audio, bitch, I'm a mother. Like that <laughs> is Tamisha Iman down. Yes. And again, that's why I was I was so surprised that Tamisha was not one of the top two. They end yeah. up announcing that Rose and Denali are the top two queens of the week and all of the other queens are safe again it's another moment where i was kind of expecting it after episode two that all these queens were going to be safe um do you agree with rose and denali being the top two um definitely denali (laughs) (laughs) for sure first of all denali uh uh rose i think I think, yeah, I, I would say Rose, I, I think she deserves to be there just because of the fact that she did do something different by singing instead of all the other girls who were rapping. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, her mini challenge looks were just a little bit more elevated than, than than Tamisha's. And I think, and of course, because she helped choreograph and she was like with Denali the whole time choreographing. And you know, she's not at the disadvantage that Tamisha is a little bit. She was able to fully be present in choreography 24-7. So I think that it was warranted. I think I think that she she performed she performed this whole time at the same level versus I think to me she had a little bit of like rise, a little bit of drop sometimes, a little bit of rise. And I think that that's what they were definitely grading off of was that Rose delivered mm-hmm. the whole episode. And and Rose gave them a little bit more of um I feel like actually I feel like Tamisha gave them more of a storyline to work with. Like if she would have went top two, like I would have understood that more. I feel like Rose they didn't give Rose a lot of like confessional time necessarily, but I mm-hmm. thought like performance wise, she performed the best. And so they lip sync. <laughs> um <laughs> the song is If You Seek Amy by Britney no. fucking Spears. I'm so embarrassed to say this. But I didn't realize until I was typing out my notes for this episode, the name of this song, <laughs> If You Seek Amy, is is F-U-C-K yeah. me. And I'm like, wow, I cannot believe I never realized yeah. that. But uh, iconic song and a good lip sync. Uh, <laughs> I need Baby. to know the name of this gay intern. I'll send him a check. Do a leap up. Pussycat Dolls, Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, the money, Janet Jackson, Mm -hmm. the money going into these lip syncs. Yes. Um, Okay, so let's start with Rosé. So so Rosé is doing a comedy style, like, and and, and I was reading um, on Twitter, I think someone said that, like, they saw Rosé perform this at a bar and she did pretty much the same thing. This is this is definitely one of the times where, like, like Ashley says, where comedy doesn't need to be every single song, especially when you try the mm-hmm. comedy route in X's and O's, the first song that sent you home. You should be like, okay, that didn't work the first time. Let me actually 
this time try to do something different but I think a lot of times, especially with New York City Queens, you know, when you have a stick, you want to see how hard it can stick. You're gonna if it throw, if, you, if it mm-hmm. throws the wall and falls off, you're gonna pick it back up and throw it one more time harder. <laughs> and I just don't. Denali, Denali, ate this up. Period. Period. It, literally, she. My eyes were on her the entire time. Even when the camera was showing Rose, I was watching Denali in the back. If I could they she is just she is Britney in this song like oh, she fully. is Britney I love the way that she gets into it you can again you can tell she has a background in dance and choreography um I think it's funny that she mentions like I'm not in blades this time like I'm not in oh. skates like I can do this and I think you know she shows that she has what it takes there's I always love you know I'm, I'm a basic drag stan I love when there's a moment in the song that lends itself to the queens like being yes. in sync and so Rosé goes into a dip Denali does the splits um at the same time, it hits. Literally, it's always reminiscent of season six. I think it's Jocelyn Fox and Laganja. I forget who. Yes, Jocelyn Fox and Laganja when they both hit at the same time. It's very that. So I was I was screaming. I was living for it. Um, again, I don't think Rose did bad. I just don't think she was really fitting the song in no. the way that Denali was. And again, Denali wins the lip sync rightfully so i knew she was going to win when she just went at at the bridge of the song when it's like so tell me have you seen her Mm -hmm. and she like goes down she pops like over then she's doing the duck walk she's like i was like yes no way this woman is sitting in my face and literally demolishing rose not in a bad way nothing rose didn't do good but cute next to gorgeous gorgeous is gonna devour cute that's just (laughs) how the rules work and what Denali did was gorgeous. Like she didn't miss a single mark. And and that, that's one thing you can tell in like a dancer background is that every move is planned, but not over planned. And I think that's where like for me, mm-hmm. that's where I fell off with Rose was just that every move was just like all of the boys and, and like trying to trying to push her narrative on the song of me mm-hmm. versus like dancers just know how to emote and feel through the body of the song. And she like her moves are so fluid and she thinks every single move out and like she was all parts of her body. I was like, Denali, hands down, won this lip sync. <laughs> this is just pulling me saying Denali. Again, like I said. But yeah, so so congratulations, Denali. She wins a cash tip of $5,000, and she almost moves to tears. And I love the, the the wink before the lip sync that Denali and Rose get. And um, and they were actually just on live, Instagram Live last night, and um, they're pretty good friends. So I just, so I just love... Um, I was like, it, it was it was a good wholesome lip sync. Rose did try her best, um, and but the Denali train is uh, she just you know ran over her. But yes, congratulations, Denali, and yeah, and that and that closes out the episode. Um, and next episode is an acting challenge. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. We when they showed the little preview and I saw all the queens in the same room, I was like, oh my god, there's so many of them. And I guess it's crazy we're coming on episode four with this many girls. Like that's that's pretty crazy. 
I, acting challenges for me are so like they're just so ridiculous. The scripts oh, are boy. are just absurd. Um, but I think they're really fun in getting the queens out of their comfort zone, especially yeah. the fashion queens who aren't goofy, especially, you know, the queens who don't have an acting background or have never done theater or anything. Like yeah. I love watching them do it. I'm really excited. One thing I'm really looking forward to is seeing how the pork chop queens react to seeing Elliot. We are gonna see Ooh. that moment. Yes. And I'm really excited to see it. Yes, no, I think next episode is going to be, it's going to be a definitely a high energy episode. I mean, we have all the queens mm-hmm. together. We have the La La Ree and Tamisha Iman um, reunion. After not speaking to each other for a year, we have Rose versus Tina Burner with Olivia Lux in the middle. I we forgot have, about that. Okay. We have, um, we have Elliot seeing the Pork Chop Queens again. And after just, just being with the winning, with the, with the winning squad for a week. And then somebody's gonna be first eliminated. So definitely gonna be a good, a good, good episode, a good, good episode for y'all to listen to. And um, yeah, so again, I just want to say again, everyone say probably every week. Thank y'all for listening, for tuning in, for sending the love. Um, we we are on we are on the the um the uh, all podcasting so far except Apple Podcast. Um, we have you know we're on Anchor, and I'll again these will all be linked in the description. We're on Anchor. We have Breaker. We have Google Podcast. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. So uh, go check us out there. It's Life is a Drag with Jane and Ashley. Um, we're on YouTube. If you're, if you're watching this on Life is a Drag, the podcast. And um, yeah, thank y'all for rocking with us, for the subscribes, for the like, for the comments, for the shares. Make sure y'all share with y'all friends, y'all drivers loving friends, because we're, we're just the dolls. I think we're, I think, I think we're doing good. I, think, I, I love us. I love us too. And listen, share with your stray friends. Maybe they need some culture in their lives. They Don't, do. Are you tired of hearing them talk about sports ball, like the yeah. NFL? I don't even know what that is. Like, I don't know about that. But maybe if you introduce them to us, they'll be like, oh my God, I'm gay. <laughs> we have that effect, I think. And certainly, honesty. I literally I put the pictures in the video podcast so the straight people who are watching know what we're talking about, so they have no reason not to watch. In my opinion, in fact, if they don't watch, they're homophobic. They're not your friend, and they're not your ally. And 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 that says a lot about them. So I think for your reparations, for your for their karma, for their pain and suffering, they need to sit and watch the two gays on the youtube talk or at least on the anchor on the breaker on the google podcast on the podcast on the radio public on the spotify and eventually on the apple music podcast exactly so get them to listen listen with them. you exactly that is your right <laughs> yeah yeah that, 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 that's your homework guys for the week um but yes that was this week's episode we hope you guys enjoyed listening hope you guys enjoyed watching the episode we can't wait to see you guys next week and um i, I guess let's give the socials you guys can follow me on twitter on everything at virtually Jaden. twitter's for the drag race content by the way so just you know so, so um, follow me there ashley take them home You'll find me on Twitter mostly at No Fun Lesbian. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Ashley.Highland. Um, again, Twitter's where most of my drag content is and a lot of other gay shit. Period. So this has been our episode, you guys. I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.